All right, hey guys, welcome to another episode of Pursuing Jesus Podcast. My name is Shane Winnings. This is episode 47, How to Be Free from Intrusive Thoughts. How to be free from intrusive thoughts. Have you ever had a thought that was just like off the wall? It was gross. It was evil. It was twisted. It made you feel anxious. It made you feel paranoid. It made you feel fearful. It made you feel gross. Whatever it is. Have you ever had a thought like that? Or a weird, just random like violent thought like just a stupid thought out of left field and you're like where did this come from this is not me like this is so not who I am well I'm going to talk about that today and I think it's going to bring a lot of freedom I've talked about it before but it is time to do it again because so many people deal with this stuff and it's not always talked about in the church I know that there are a lot of churches that do but I haven't been to many of them where we openly address like hey The enemy speaks, and just like God, we can't see him, but we hear his voice. Well, you need someone to tell you that not every thought that comes through your head is your own. And so I want to help you today discern. I want to help you to get freedom, um, even just from taking ownership of thoughts that don't belong to you. And I believe it's going to help. And so I want to thank you for listening. Thanks for joining us. We're closing in on... Oh man, I was going to tell you how many streams, but I actually don't remember. Let me pull it up. While I'm doing this, I, I just want to, again, thank you guys so much. Everything we do is supported and funded by generous donors. We're at 76,000 streams. I think we're going to hit 100K soon, like before the end of the year. Um, everything we do is funded by donors, and uh, if you want to help me continue to do this full-time, We need your support, Um, even just a a small monthly gift, you know, skipping a cup of coffee, skipping a lunch out, you know, five, twenty, a hundred dollars a month, whatever you feel led, one dollar a month. We have people who give one dollar a month, but you know, that stuff adds up and it helps us to continue to do this full time as well as fund uh, ministry trips that I take. I have one coming up to California. I'm going to be out there for three days doing some street evangelism and speaking at a rally with my friend. Um, who runs a great ministry out there called California Will Be Saved. And so if you want to help make these things possible, uh, please consider partnering with us. You can give at any of the links in the description, or you can go to shanewinnings.com and just hit the Give button. Thank you so much. Thanks for, for supporting me for this long. It's been amazing, and I'm doing my best to get podcast episodes out daily, Monday through Friday, unless we're just swamped. Um, We have a lot coming up, so I'm really excited. But let's get into this. We're talking about intrusive thoughts. I want you to know, I want you just to breathe out for a minute. Like, not every thought that comes to your head is yours. I've been in the grocery store before, and I was was buying, like, mangoes, and I just have this thought, like, what if I just took this mango and, like, threw it at someone's head as hard as I could? Now, why would I think that? I'm a Christian. I love people. I want to love on people. I want to pray for them. I want to tell them about God. Like, the last thing I want to do is take a piece of fruit and, like, smash someone in the head with it. That is just a dumb, random thought. Have you ever had something like that? Or maybe it was worse. Maybe it was way worse. Maybe it was so bad that you'd never tell anyone you had it because you feel like you would be looked at as an insane person with mental health issues. Guess what? Everyone else has had the same thoughts. You're not weird. They're called intrusive thoughts, and they don't belong to you. The enemy is speaking all the time, and you just can't see him. 
and he likes to suggest things. Sometimes he suggests dark things like that. Sometimes he will suggest things about your character or about who you are. And if you don't know it's him, you'll get caught up in it. He'll tell you that you're worthless, that you're no good, no one loves you, no one accepts you. He'll tell you that the world's better off with you not in it. He'll say stuff like that. Have you ever heard anything like that? I've been driving on a beautiful day. Life is going great. Born again, believer. And it was a sunny day outside. I was driving my Mustang GT, and I had a thought. I, I've since sold it, sadly. Sold it years ago. Had to pay some bills. Had to do some adult things. So I sold my first car. But I had this thought. Hey, you should drive your car off the road into this bridge and just kill yourself. And I was like, why am I thinking this? I don't want to do that. It's just a dumb suggestion from the enemy. That's all it is. But sometimes it's not always that laughable. It's not always that easy to discern. I've had times when all of the sudden, when I'm just walking with the Lord and I'm pleased with my life and the enemy wants to bring up something from my past. He wants to bring up a situation or a a scenario that I was in. He wants to try to tempt me to go down that road again or to, to relive or to feel ashamed or guilty or, or, or try to provoke or stir something up in me. Have you ever had that happen? Now, if you don't know your identity and you don't know that the enemy's speaking, you're going to go, oh my gosh, what's happening? Am I being tempted with this again? Is this coming from inside of me? I thought I was new. I thought I was a brand new creation. I thought my mind was renewed. I thought I had the Holy Spirit. God, I thought we dealt with this. I haven't struggled with this in years. Why is this coming up? Am I actually changed? Am I backsliding? You'll begin to look inward and you'll self-assess and you'll think that you have all these problems and you'll go to friends for prayer and deliverance and you don't even need that. You need to put that thought away. You need to do what the Bible says, which is to take every thought captive that exalts itself against the knowledge of Christ and you need to make it obedient to him. Taking it captive, it's like you're going to arrest it. It's like it's an intruder. It's a, it's a, a criminal and you're a police officer, and you're going to arrest it, and you're going to go put it in jail, right? Take every thought captive that's trying to exalt itself, that's trying to raise itself above the knowledge of Christ, above truth, above the Word of God, above what is true. You take it captive. You don't just let it run around in your head. This is the most important part of this whole episode. If you don't catch anything else, write this down. Take it captive, period. Underline each word. Take it captive. Why am I emphasizing this? Because so many people get lost in the swirl of what's going on, and they just let the thoughts run and they let their mind race, and they try to battle these thoughts within their own head. You try to do it quietly. You try to isolate and deal with it and process it, but that is not how you win. The Bible says, take it captive. And it doesn't just say, take the, take the really bad ones captive and just let the little ones kind of pass off. It says, take every thought captive. 
That means if you get this stupid little suggestion coming at you from the enemy, you don't just pass it off. You don't just let it sit where it can begin to fester and turn into a real problem. You don't, you don't just wrestle with it. You take it captive. And the way that you do that is by truth. So say that I'm sitting here doing a podcast and all of a sudden I start getting hit with all this shame and guilt from my past and the enemy's throwing these you know, situations that I used to be in at me and saying, see, you're no different. And he's trying to like tempt me or he's trying to get me to give in and, and, and feel guilty for what I've done. Because we've all sinned. We've all fallen short. We all have a past. Every, every born-again Christian has some type of past. But the thing is that it's dead. That old man has been crucified. There's a new man in his place. God is never going to bring up the old you. It's been cleansed. It's been wiped clean. So who's the only person that would bring up the old you? Well, it's the enemy. And he wants to bring it up, and then he wants to condemn you for it. And so to just do what a lot of people do, they'd be like, oh, what is that? Like, that's the last thing I want to think about. Gosh, maybe they start to feel ashamed and they get caught in this trap, this vicious cycle. And oftentimes that kind of cycle will produce sin because it's a wrong mindset. And when you're living in a wrong mindset, you'll do a lot of things wrong. That's why the Bible says, man, your eye just needs to be single. It needs to be clear. It needs to be fixed on light. You don't take every thought captive, your eye is going to wander. So we take it captive, and this is what it looks like. That thought comes in, I'm sitting here, I'm trying to do work, and here comes the thought. This is what taking it captive looks like. It can look like this. Father, I thank you. I I literally, I take this thought captive right now. I present it to you. This is not who I am. I thank you, Father, that there was once a day that I was like that, but you've made me so new. And so, Lord, I give you this. This is a lie from the enemy. I'm not going to dwell on it. I'm not going to be fixed on it. I just give it to you, God. I make it obedient to you right now in Jesus' name. Like you can literally use the verbiage from the verse. I'm taking it captive. I'm presenting it to you, God. I'm tearing it down. It tried to exalt itself. I'm tearing it down. I'm making it obedient to you. I love you. But here is a, is a, I don't want to say a better way, but I don't like to focus on the negative things. You know, the Bible does tell us to dwell on the things that are good and, and worthy of our attention. And so I take thoughts captive. Let me let me put it this way. The best way to deflate a lie is not to keep calling it a lie. It's to, to just state the truth. When you state the truth, the lie is deflated. The only thing that gives power to a lie is belief in it. So... When I declare my belief in truth in the face of a lie, I'm tearing down the lie. Does this make sense? So when this thought comes in, this is how I like to deal with it. Father, I thank you so much in the name of Jesus that I'm a pure man of God. I'm a holy man of God because of the blood of Jesus. I'm a righteous man of God. That is how you see me. I thank you, God, that there is no desire in my life, in my mind, in my body to go that direction. Lord, thank you for pulling me out of that place, making me a brand new creation. My eyes are fixed on you and I'm running for you. Thank you, Jesus. Thanks for loving me, God. Thanks for keeping me on the narrow path. I love you. You have my whole heart in Jesus' name. That's it. I'm declaring truth. 
I'm at the grocery store. Thought comes in to beam someone in the head with a piece of fruit. Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus. I love people. I don't want to hurt anyone. I don't want to do anything out of character. Lord, my, my character is just totally rooted in you and in your presence. And I thank you that day by day you're making me more like you. Thank you, God, that this thought, I have no desire to entertain it or act on it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Like that is it. Are you with me? This is how we overcome intrusive thoughts. There's no secret. This is the secret. You just take them captive. You replace them with truth. Now, you might be getting bombarded with intrusive thoughts. And sometimes, I'm telling you, they'll come on and they'll make you feel crazy. The key to winning is never quitting. Never giving up. Never letting off the gas. The enemy's going to come. He's going to keep coming at you. You just stay in that place. Remember, you take how many thoughts captive? Every thought. You just keep doing it. Listen, those prayers I just prayed, what was that, 10, 15 seconds maybe? Sometimes they're shorter. Sometimes they're a little longer, but that's not much. But when you're doing that throughout the day, notice I'm not rebuking and binding and casting down and casting off and casting out and declaring. Like, That stuff gets tiring. And sometimes there's a place for it, and if the Lord's leading you to bind and rebuke, then you do it. But there is something to me that is just more powerful about staying fixed on truth because it's fulfilling to me. Like, I don't get worn out declaring truth over my life. I've seen people get worn out from spiritual warfare because all they're doing is binding all the time. They're rebuking all the time. They're getting behind me, Satan, all the time. And then they're wondering why he's not behind them because they're continuing to have these thoughts. If you're feeling led to say something like that, go for it. But I prefer to just speak truth. Because at the end of the day, even if I battled all day with thoughts, I spent a full day declaring truth over my life. That is going to begin to transform my mind. You see, the best thing the enemy can do for me is to speak lies to me because it causes me to speak truth over myself. And the more and more I speak truth over myself, the more and more it gets ingrained in my mind until it is my natural response to reject a lie and believe truth. Listen, if every time the enemy tells you a lie, it causes you to run to God and speak truth, do you think he's going to keep lying to you? No, he's going to have to change his tactics up. And he does that, and then we just find another way to speak truth into that situation. Say you you have a bad dream. My wife had a bad dream last night, and she woke me up, and we prayed, and all I did was speak truth. You speak truth, and you deflate the lie. Are you guys catching this? This is simple stuff. It just requires perseverance. And so today, as you go, I want you to know that not every thought that comes across your mind belongs to you. Don't be condemned. Don't feel ashamed. Don't feel guilty because these thoughts are coming to you. They are not your thoughts. Don't entertain them. Remember, Jesus was tempted in every way. Temptation is not a sin. And so when you're tempted to feel uh, perverse, when you're tempted to feel afraid, when you're tempted to, to live in unbelief, when you're tempted to feel ashamed or guilty or condemned, the temptation itself is not a sin. It's what you do from there. Are you going to act on it? Are you going to entertain it? Or are you going to flee from it and run to truth? Today I'm calling you to run into truth. This is a short episode because all you need to do is take every thought 
captive. And so here's how we're going to end. I want to pray over you that if you've been dealing with like abnormal or excess intrusive thoughts, I just want to pray and we'll just command any spirits that are bringing these intrusive thoughts to leave. But I want you to know that this is an ongoing process. As long as the enemy has breath, he's going to keep speaking. So what? He's the father of lies. The Bible says he works from his own resources, and there is none, no, zero truth in him. So as soon as he opens his mouth, you already know it's not true. It's not going to happen. It's not real. Amen? Let's pray. Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus for the truth of your word that sets us free. And I pray right now for anyone listening that's dealing with intrusive thoughts, Lord, I bind any demonic spirit, any evil and tormenting spirit that is bringing these thoughts, and I command them to leave this person right now in the name of Jesus. I thank you, God, for clarity in their mind. I thank you for a fire in their belly from you to take every thought captive, and I thank you for a grace to overcome always because you live inside of them. I thank you, Lord, that you've made us brand new in your sight. We are holy, righteous, and blameless people because we belong to you. And Lord, I pray for anyone listening who doesn't know you, that right now they would make a confession that they've sinned and that they need to be forgiven by the blood of Jesus and that they would give their entire lives, devote their lives to following you until the day that they die. I pray that they would come to know you and be in a relationship with you so that they too can overcome. We love you, God. We honor you. We give you praise. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right, guys. Bless you. We'll see you tomorrow.